It's the finale, it's the finale, it's the finale, hey, 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 hey. Hello everyone and welcome back to Locker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are here, finally, at the finale of Vikings Valhalla Season 2, Episode 8, entitled The Reckoning, written by Declan Krogan, directed by Emmer Conroy. If this finale had a soundtrack, it would sound a little like this. Well, everybody hurts, but sometimes everybody cries. Everybody hurts. But overall, I thought it was a strong end to the finale. Even Freitas managed to come through without much criticism from me because she's finally doing the thing I thought she was going to be doing. Well, come on, girl. I'll show you the law. Do your job. Do your fucking job. I have no doubt if it wasn't COVID when this was being filmed, we would have gotten a far heftier action scene but i haven't been grossly disgusted by any of the ones that we did get this season so that's in their favor while i certainly thought the the exiting shot of freitas seemed to indicate we might not even see that woman again (laughs) i hear it is confirmed that she will be in season three But I I like this finale. I thought it was perfectly set up for a season three. It didn't have a lot of punch to it. More so of a a lull. Even a calm before the storm. Of much more exciting things to come. And I, I... appreciate that i i think i don't know how the show has been doing with netflix because we didn't we don't do they don't do numbers or anything like that but i think that they could totally get like six or seven seasons out of this because it is a show about partially about discovery partially about how the vikings became the dominant european power And then additionally, how the religious aspect of it all played out differently in cultures and how those cultures intermingled. I think they have a lot of good things going for them that if they double down on that, particularly what we saw in the Leif and Harold story arc, they can really do a lot to set up everything up until William the Conqueror. I think that would be a really awesome, uh, you know, <laughs> what's the right word for it? Casually historical account of things. And I think that we would have a lot of fun with it. Before we jump into the review, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Go down to the rating section, drop some stars. My social media will be there as well. As stated, like, share, and subscribe. 
if you want to send feedback on the next show that i will be picking which most likely will be the mandalorian because that comes back this week but i am still doing we're in the fifth or sixth episode of vikings right now if you like this show that's the prequel to valhalla and i think they have a lot of great characterizations much stronger there (laughs) but you can even see some of that dna in this show and that's because michael hurst is involved in both projects i am also doing the bear i will be adding midnight club i know it it was i was gonna binge watch it but then i was like i might as well just put this on the schedule as there isn't a lot that's coming out in the next month or so not too much and i am going to do the last of us a a review but i feel that it's going to be a lot more venting than actual (laughs) i will delve into the storylines and what worked and what didn't work but uh, we won't be following up on that as a as a week by week podcast and i will be picking back up with the jones chronicles this week so now that we got all that lengthy housekeeping out of the way let's talk about this episode let's go let us begin in england while cleansing his soul prior to his marriage to geetha Godwin is joined by Emma looking outstanding this entire episode in the chapel where he continues to accuse her of taking the love of his life, but hath forgiven her. <coughs> Bullshit. She replies she knows damn well that he gained more than he lost and how she was played, but Godwin continues to play coy and offended. After the wedding, Canute baby i did not get enough of canute i need a lot more (laughs) and i certainly in season three need a lot more of his crazy ass daddy and i hope in season three we might get leif and frey this crazy ass daddy because eric the red is still around and he got name dropped canute asked his wife if his wife has put her suspicions behind her regarding Godwin, to which she replies, yes. After gifting Geetha with the ring that represents Godwin's past shame and betrayal, never to be forgotten, no matter how hard he tries. And since it's a gift from the queen and she required that Geetha wear it always. Gotcha, bitch. I will say I did like this. This felt more insidiously Emma, you know, not 20 feet behind, especially because she got that dude in the back. Now he just all around all the time. Agnar, is that his name? But her being like, oh, he got this. uh, I got this from a bear. I don't believe that. Ha ha ha. Funny. but he gets all of the jibes and now has to walk around (laughs) with the stain of his father still on him that's the best way to hurt him in this scenario because he won yeah you won but i'm not gonna let you uh pretend that you are not soiled canoe and geetha 
both reminded Godwin that he is no longer just an Anglo-Saxon nobleman, but explicitly tied to the Vikings now as his children will not will now be half Viking. On a historical factual level, he and Githa did have nine children and one of his sons was in fact Harold Godwinson, who infamously was the last Anglo-Saxon king beaten by William the Conqueror, who was the descendant of one Rollo. I hope we get more Githa. I like the little bit that we got, especially when she was like, oh, you thought you didn't marry a Viking when she busted out the tattoo. It's like she'd been hiding all of her her hood inside. And I kind of want to see that come out. I kind of want to see that come out. <laughs> but it certainly is a little too late. In a certain respect, I wonder if they'll do a significant time jump. I don't think they will. But I think if this show goes into a fourth season, there should be. Everyone was looking absolutely delectable at the at the uh, feast, with the exception of Godwin. <laughs> but that is where we left things in England. If this were a normal story and not a serialized TV show, I would not even go back to England until another 10 years, right? Because... Everything there, for the most part, is boring as fuck. It's not not things that you can play with, with the politics, sure. But eh, <laughs> I don't really particularly, other than the, the, the sh- they'd have to bring all of the Sweden and the Denmark-Norway drama over to England. And I don't know why you would do that. Because Emma and Godwin both are more interested in their soil than, say, Canute's other kings kingdoms. Because he is now the king of, I'm pretty sure he's the king of Norway, Sweden, and England. Because he's one of the few kings that were named after all three. But that is basically side sidelining two of your main characters and a tv show just won't do that but it would be something that i would say wouldn't be missed because what we get in possibly what we can get going forward in Kattegat as well as or more importantly what we can get in Constantinople is far more engaging than what we got out of both England and Kattegat slash Yamsburg this entire arc. Speaking of that side of the globe, let's go there next. I think this was Olaf's, the actor that plays Olaf's best episode because for the first time, well, there was another, I think maybe from the beginning of the season as well. They've really kind of put him in a, in my opinion, sucky position as being kind of like the, what's the analogy I'm looking for? The, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a cartoon, the Roadrunner. <laughs> 
all he's doing is running around chasing Freitas. He hasn't had any independent, like they, they didn't allow him any chance to grow. He just, he was the barrier. And I feel as if he could have with the inclusion of Jojo been a far more prominent character. They didn't flesh any of them out. And Olaf had a lot to do and they didn't, contextualize anything with him because historically speaking he is the man that brought Canute his victory which they bring up in this episode about how his master plan led to taking London so it's not like Olaf is an idiot or someone that doesn't understand the politics playing out they really made him be a smart person and they rather dumbed him down and that's unfortunate because when Olaf questions Jojo about the happenings of Yalmsborg, the way they even feed him they give him water he doesn't make himself feel like a threat to him so all of the the moves that I would expect him to play on this young man who's disillusioned but maybe not completely ready to sell out everyone that he's ever known, including his mother that still resides in Yalmsborg. Like I thought this was believable that he would charm him a little bit. And he starts off by, okay, where are my enemies at? Harold's been gone. He never came to Yalmsborg. Freitas is there. Haker killed her. Haker then betrayed him. He says, oh, I would have wanted your death. Well, the elders overruled him and you can see him putting that together. Okay, so they may acknowledge him coming back if they didn't want him dead. Clearly, there's still sentiment there. How do I use that? He states he's ready to betray Yamsborg, or he tempts him into betraying Yamsborg in the guise of not getting rid of pagans. No, no, no. That may have been my initial uh thing but i've grown wiser i've come to unseat a pirate because trade is the future and i once raided with your father and i knew your mother when she carried you and so these things all lead to jojo being more amendable and not just simply even vengeful of turning because in his mind the two people that were there are are dead he thinks Haker is alive and Freitas is dead. However, you get that flip side when he's talking one-on-one -on -one with Freitas where he's like, yeah, I want to eradicate all you pagan motherfuckers. You know the rules and so do I say goodbye. So no, he hasn't changed, but in that moment, I almost believed him. Realizing the situation... Uh, well, actually, promised to be the next king before that. Promised to be the next king of Yalmsborg. Jojo helps to expose the weaknesses of the of the island. And the two parties meet to discuss at first terms. Olaf wants to offer Freitas the chance to con uh, convert to Christianity, even though he still intends to kill them. At least you'll have eternal life in heaven. Olaf wants Harold's son as he sees him as a possible threat to his own Magnus I believe who one day 
maybe King of Norway promised by Canute's father. Then at that moment, Joe Joe realizes that Freyda's being alive and Haker being dead kind of changes things. And while his mother publicly spurns him, she secretly slips him a note that everybody should have been able to see to help sabotage the attack with Freydis assuring Gudrid later on that her son will do his part because she saw the sign that he would be a sacrificial lamb for this entire series because he really died alone without a thank you. Falsely believing the Sentinel was taken out by Jojo and the group of men that went with him, uh, including his brute, Olaf's, Olaf and Seven come ashore with Seven, a Seven, is a Seven, after Freyda saves him from the inferno that became his boat after Olaf was warned. It's a trap! Old people burning, old people burning, put your hands up, old people burning, old people burning, kind of messed up. Olaf really did bring it on to himself because even, even Jojo said, I wouldn't. She wants you to see what she wants you to see. Don't do it. And he is like, I ain't going home. Well, prepare to die. Because <laughs> that's what's going to happen. And as they fight one on one, which we could have had other people jumping out from absolutely anywhere, all the motherfuckers around. But I guess she sent the, the people away with her child because she wanted him to be safe. And she made sure to announce his parentage to everybody claiming that she don't want her child to be raised by nobility. But she sure as shit wanted everybody to know he noble. Who is daddy, his mama, his cousin, his uncle, his, 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 his uh, granddaddy. And thus he dies thinking he'll be a martyr, except no one is around left to tell your tale, which is very factual. I mean, you were pretty much hated before everyone was forced to deal with you being in charge of Cadigan and only as a babysitter. Savane very weakly pleads for his life. And he didn't learn anything from Olaf other than he's banging my mom. <laughs> Since she isn't keen to murder children, returns the soft boy to his mother, only requesting peace, which is agreed upon. And then he goes shake his head like, yeah, I think that's the right thing to do. Like, no shit. Y'all both don't know what the fuck you're doing. Uh, and that's uh, pretty much how the, that ended. I don't know. So weird. And then she was recognized. Are you the keeper of the faith? Yes, I am. I wanted that little girl to be like, what fucking took you so damn long? We've been dying over here, bitch. What the fuck? <laughs> and last and certainly not least... The best storyline of the season, which I think everyone knows, the Constantinople squad. Miriam is worsening with everyone on the boat aware and preparing for the worst. They are two days away from Constantinople. They get to a temple of significance with each considering the next steps once they reach their destination. Well, not really Kaysan and Batu and the slave 
girls because we didn't really get to know the slave girls and I don't think they'll be back next season even though I have a lot of hope for Batu and Kesan. Harold feels further from his goal than closer with Elena joining him on the beach to say she'd rather postpone the inevitable due to their feelings for each other and I knew it and they finally kissed I felt like this season was all about maturing our boys because both of them has some really mature ass love stories being torn by differing things of course but both ending rather tragically in a way with some possible hope for Harold but hope for Leif in the way in which I was saying a couple of episodes ago he understands that death isn't the end all be all of existence even though the first person he he lost uh live is the person he loved and loved for a very long time but he learned that he could love again harold uh or later batu brings laughter to the group over a story and makes his final goodbye to miriam saying i missed you already the girls also say farewell with elena pleading for her to advise her as Miriam tells her she will have a long journey ahead, but to trust her heart. Harold helps move her to a comfortable position and location where she and Leif can be alone. She gives him a key to her home, knowing he has plenty of life left to live and that there are things to be learned and that she's left all that knowledge for him to be able to do and explore great things. And while it is sad, as suspected, it is about Leif understanding you love and you lose people like he did with his friend last episode. Like their choices or sometimes things are out of the hands of. And even if you don't understand it in your religion, there is a peace in others. But there's still that fear there, that very real fear. Like Miriam knew she was going to die, but she still cried when it happened. She still felt good to have Leif there in that moment and find a connection and a love there at her end that she would have not had. And I, I thought it was beautiful that they gave her a traditional Arabic funeral. And I really, really, really think what they're doing with Leif is amazing because he's the perfect character in which to do it. The Emperor of Constantinople greets Harold and the men with the slaves, of course, in the background, expecting never to be seen again. And <laughs> was it Kaysan or Batu that was like, the Khan is dead? I think it was Kaysan. And it's like, oh, that's impressive as fuck. And they are rewarded awarded both anything they want although harold demurs at the price to later be revealed since elena which i felt like he should have gotten the double entendres that she was dropping since episode five is in fact the treasure because she is betrothed to the emperor 
coming out looking like a princess harold is shooketh as his bay is taken away by the emperor or asked to follow him but she tells him that she is not out of reach not for him you talk dirty to me the real harold sigerson does marry a princess i think he actually marries too he is given the ring and the emperor says we need men uh, he men like you are useful to us or something to that effect because now they've gotten past the passion eggs and they certainly would be a good in-between because as as homeboy was pointing out which was true olaf trade is the future that is something that they probably want to get on uh for for viking prosperity so i really liked where this ended as stated it wasn't like super action-packed but i was fine with that because it gave each storyline an appropriate ending and i'm content with that i think that characterization work is very underappreciated <laughs> in the current culture but you know i'm watching another show where the set design's great the acting's great it's it's all great except it's missing and a very important investment of characterization and i mean invest not not a not short stories and that's all i'll say on that before we are going to hop in to the feedback What up, Stina? It's Mimi. Um, this is my uh, feedback for the season two finale of Vikings Valhalla. Um, I'm trying to make this short because I do want to like have some like overall commentary after listening to your um, season uh, two, episode seven podcast, since that's the penultimate. Um, you know, so we can have somewhat kind of a back and forth. I might not be able to actually send an audio, but I should be able to at least give you like a text uh, message. So just check your um, your inbox. Uh, I don't know if it'll be a DM or if it'll be um, in an email, but, you know, just I just want to have some type of like conversation, I guess. Um, I want to start by saying I was like very disappointed that we didn't get to see uh, Constantinople as like a whole um, I thought it was nice that we did get to see the emperor um, because I knew that's what it was I didn't think that um, I for the life of me can't remember that girl's name I want to call her Maria and I know that ain't it <laughs> um, but I knew she you know I knew the prize or the like the treasure wasn't going to be that that dumbass pendant or that box that treasure box that um her dad was holding i knew it was her but i didn't know if it was going to be her being presented as the emperor's son's wife or bride i guess or like the actual bride like that's crazy because i feel like like i don't know the difference between like emperor king you know (laughs) any of that royalty type stuff but i don't know why but emperors sound way more impressive i i 
I think it, it's more cultural. Like, I, I don't know. But everything, every time I've ever seen an emperor, granted it was in a Disney movie or a TV show, never in real life, but emperors always seem so extravagant and fancy. Way more fancy than a Dagon King. Um, so, but anyway, um, like, I, I thought it was cool that we got to see um, the emperor of Constantinople and, like, how, like, gloriously they dress everybody like she was looking dapper and fabulous like the whole getup was great um but I don't know I, I you you never like to give me my props Christina but I did question the kind of connection that her and Harold were going to have just from the way they were introduced um especially once he found out that that wasn't like a slave it was actually the daughter they like kind of had a moment and I was like oh is this going to be a thing I was right because the little touch she gave him at the end and was like I'm never out of your reach I was like bitch I don't know I I've been over him and Freitas for a long time I've been over Freitas just in general and I'm not even going to pretend to lie uh pretend like I haven't been dragging her for filth this entire time I stand by what I said even to the end I was unimpressed and and very underwhelmed with her whole storyline um but I was hoping and praying that my girl Miriam made it to the damn uh Constantinople even if it wasn't even for a long time um and I guess I didn't even realize like I thought she wanted to go there not because that's her home I thought she wanted to go there just so she could you know see some doctors and see if they could uh you know maybe help her um but I mean, like she said, it's a like she she died in a beautiful place and it was a place she knew um, she knew she was ready to go. She knew she was dying. Um, she got to say goodbye to everybody. She got to tell um, uh, Leif one more time that she loved him. She died in his arms and he died loving her, telling her a story. It sounded like it was a story about a well. Uh, like, you know, in the ocean, because <laughs> I swear I had uh, captions on and he's telling the story about the it's a songer of the hawker or something, something like that. And I was like, what the hell is that? And then it said in the captions, well, well, crying or something like that. And I was like, well, what the hell? Where did that sound come from? And then like it all like the story seemed to make sense. I was like, OK. I get it but that whole um that whole thing was beautiful I love how like each person had a moment with her and the one guy was like you know I miss you already and then the girls were all crying because they loved her because she's genuinely is a good person um I one thing I loved about this whole group of people is that they were all clearly different ethnicities they were all different from different cultures um, the girls were Vikings, which I don't think I put that together until they actually like said, like, we're Vikings. <laughs> we about to fight these hoes. And that's the bottom line. Like, that's why they were such boss bitches. Um, but like, we know Kassan and uh, Baku. His name is a Baku. I, th- it's, I think it is Baku, actually. Um, we know they were like <laughs> con men. But we don't we don't really know what their culture was. But I love that. I love that about the group. Um, even before um, Karen died, I like I love that about them. 
Um, but they all they all clearly cared about her and they care about each other. And that's great. And they're all going to be rewarded handsomely when they go back to when they make it to Constantinople. So that'll be great. I don't know what that means, but I I, I love that for them. <laughs> I just w- wanted to see it. And like, granted, it does make season three like worth like worth watching, even though I was pretty underwhelmed with this whole finale. I just like. I'm just very disappointed because it's not what I they focus on the shit I didn't care about. Like I said in the last uh, feedback, Jojo was bound to do everything that he did because those whole bags didn't think for one second once Haker was taken out. Maybe we should go at least look for him because he's just floating around in the ocean with the vendetta and he hate us and his mom i don't know if it was supposed to be an act but when she was like you're a traitor bitch you let this happen to him you were so willing to fight for fucking freitas and maybe you got that backbone because of what they did to your son i'm not sure i really don't want to give you that much credit but you didn't want to rock anybody to death for your own child but you did it for freitas and then you didn't even have the uh, the decency to like even like i wouldn't give a crap what the elder said what anybody said once freitas was alive i'm going to get my son he didn't already lost an arm he's not going to lose his life and y'all can all suck it that bottom line and she didn't do any of that they were literally content with him being dead i would have had to find a body before i put that in my mind i would have went look for him and we don't even know how long it was. Um, the baby still looked little, so it couldn't have been that long. Freitas wasn't as beat up by the time um, Olaf made it to um, the actual, um, you know, Yalsborg. But like dude's hand was still looking effed up and bloody. So it couldn't have been that long. Y'all didn't even try to find a man. So, you know, like I said, everything that happened, happened. And as soon as she saw, um, and then when the battle scene happened, I was like, okay, this is going to be just like the end of last season, blah, 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 whatever. As soon as she saw the king of Norway, she was like, is that a Canute son? And he was like, yeah, the king of Norway. She was like, why don't you get out of here? It's like, oh, God, she's going to spare him, uh, blah, 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 whatever. Um, I hope you sparing him comes back and bites you right in the asshole because motherfuckers can't be trusted. And you of all people should know that. I don't care about Freitas' storyline. I wish it wouldn't have ended with that. Um, I personally would have liked it if Olaf was killed by Leif because I feel like he is the one that deserved to murder the bitch. Um, but, you know, he did. Freitas, you know, is the least he could she could do for Leif after all the bullshit she put him through <laughs> and pretended like he didn't exist. Um, what else? Um, and then, you know, Gita and uh, whatever the hell marrying in England and Emma giving her that necklace was like, you'll never take it off. Like, I don't know if that was supposed to be her getting the last laugh. I didn't care. Um, I Like I said, just overall, just in general, this episode was very underwhelming. As I was going through it, I was like, okay, it must be a long episode. Like, you know, sometimes the, the finale, instead of it being 45 minutes or, you know, Netflix is weird. It'll be like 47, 48 minutes. It was probably going to be an hour and a half. And then I like paused it when it was like, um, I don't know, 20 minutes in. And it was only like 40 minutes left. I was like, okay, well, this is going to end a way and I don't like it. And I was right. 
Um, I just, I just wanted it to be better. I wish it was a couple more episodes long. Maybe like if it was a ten season, uh, episode or ten episode season, maybe it could have ended in a way that I enjoyed. But between the pan ultimate and this one, I wasn't a fan. Like I said, I'm gonna watch season three because the actor uh, plays Leif. I love him. Like I said, I've been following him on Instagram for like, like years before, um, this this show because I used to watch him on Sabrina and I I think he's hilarious like and he's Australian which you know is my dream man (laughs) so anyway so I mean I'm gonna watch it just cuz but I don't know if I honestly if you do do podcasts on it I don't know how I'm gonna feel about you know do it episode by episode because you know I rather just just know what I'm getting myself into um but anyway um I guess we'll see. You might not you might not want to do a podcast on it. You might, but we'll you know, when the time comes I'll make my decision. But just a heads up. Um I might want to just binge it. Anywho, um until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic, Queen of the Couch Mimi out. Thank you, Queen Mimi, for your honest opinion on the finale, which I realized I did not give a score for at all, but I did give it an eight point five out of ten. Mainly because while it did end acceptably, for me at least, I could understand why you would dislike it <laughs> or find yourself, not even dislike it, underwhelmed by it. Because it really was simply closing a loop more than it was, you know, uh, having something to really be like oh yeah like and we're watching vikings at the same time mind you so when you get so much drama in one episode you're just like ah whatever's going on it's something going on whereas this season feels as if other than the the adventurous journey much hasn't been going on in England or in Yomsburg, other than the fact that we had to keep going there. So I certainly empathize with that feeling. I simply don't feel as visceral about it. But, well, except for the Freitas storyline, I think I'm always open to the England storyline because if they, if they had done it better, it would have been fine. They just, they, they didn't put a lot of effort into it. That, that was the, <laughs> the characterizations that didn't bother me. It was simply when things got a little too unbelievable for what they had already established that and, and moving the pace of it, it just did not, it, it fell apart. Uh, it was supposed to be an act for Gudrid. When she approached her son and called him a, a betrayer to get that note. But as far as I'm concerned, they did do Jojo dirty. They, that was a very underutilized character as well. They just, they threw him out there and they, they, they quickly ran through his motives, everything about it. And then he just died. Just died. At least everyone else that died in Constantinople got a fucking funeral. Even Cauldron got a goddamn funeral. Cauldron, Catelyn, I think that was her name. So, yeah, just even an honoring of his sacrifice would have been something more than they decided they want to give. 
and I'll give you your, your, your credit with credits due. You, you spotted something between them. You are correct before I ever did. Certainly. I noticed probably around the time when I mentioned it. So if you mentioned it, I believe you did. Then you certainly were picking up, picking up before I, I put down on that. So if I didn't give you your props, my apologies. <laughs> I am giving them to you now. I'm sprinkling them in your direction. As far as season three, it depends always on the trailer, right? I was adamant, right? I'm not doing season four of Titans. No, actually, did I say? I don't remember what I say. Everything changes with the with the wind because they can fuck up this year and then hell. Season three be bomb ass. The COVID restrictions are lifted. They get more feedback. They might introduce more characters that are better or more uh, worthy of following, so to speak. Um, oh, that's my alarm. <laughs> Telling me I need to take my medication. And yeah, I, I think that it's not, it's not a shit storm. It's just a... It's only the second season. I, I think I would have probably felt way different if this was the second season. There was no season three already or even, con, you know, confirmed. The criticisms are warranted, but I do know typically in television shows, it's the second season that is the hardest to stick the landing for in a series. Even when you do multiple more than two, I should say. <laughs> Um, and I've also seen it where the second season has failed miserably, but the third, fourth and fifth seasons are like bomb ass. So I'm, I'm willing to be a little bit more open to the idea that they can do better, but I certainly am not going to come. I never really commit to much other than I know I'm going back. Like if it's Mandalorian or something, where I'm like, yeah, I've enjoyed this the entire time. I'm definitely coming back for the next one. I would say this one, possibly, possibly. And like I just said, I was going to watch, binge watch Midnight Club, but I feel far more on par when I, well, I suppose, again, it depends on the series. What am I, I'm, I just need to leave it at that. I don't know why I'm going in circles about this shit. It's about my mood. <laughs> my commitment and my desire that's where I will leave it and I'm sure when the third season comes out I'll, I'll, I'll tap in shout out buddy she tapped all the fuck out I wasn't mad at her <laughs> didn't even question her her choices she ain't got a, she ain't got to make any apologies or even uh decisions run by me like I stopped watching that show that's why some shows that when I do drop it, I'm like, I feel bad, but I'm like, I don't feel the need to ever tell anyone I'm not watching that anymore. <laughs> Other than to say, oh, if you were interested in knowing that, but I don't need to announce it to the world. Like I see a lot of people doing still on flash videos. Oh, this show is horrible. Why the fuck are you around? I don't know. I don't get people like that. Yeah. If it's really not worth my time, I really just won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that there's there's elements in this show I do find that are still like you said Leif 
I cannot even believe that photo you sent me of the actor playing Harold. Like that shit is some otherworldly without the beard and with the beard should not have made that much of a difference but good god it's a whole different person so i, I do like those and i have elena coming back okay i have five good characters i would like to see again that's enough if you have any lingering thoughts you know you can leave those below uh including if you'll be back for season three if you want to send feedback or any other shows that i'm doing on any other shows that i'm doing blackercouch at gmail.com my social media will be below as well. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.